don't know. What's that DMX song? I don't is know. that X going to give it to you? He always barks in his things, though. I don't know. Like, Yeah. We should make a barking intro. <laughs> Not right now. My name is Andrew. I'm Cody. And this is episode 75. 75? Yeah. Are you sure we're, it's not? Two or three. It's 75. It is 75? We're three-fourths yeah. of a way to 100. I thought Dang. we were 77 That's today. A... Never mind. Well, Who cares? Where did 76 go? I thought 76 was last episode. I, oh. I could have sworn. Oh. It was 74, it was though. It was. Okay. <clears throat> well, Cody, how have you been? I've been under the weather, kind of yeah. getting over a cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, As one does during but, the winter time. Um, I'm doing a lot better now. And uh, I did finally uh, watch The Punisher last night. Cause I've the been, first episode. Yeah, just the first episode. It's really good. Yeah. So I enjoy it. I, have, I haven't finished the first season at all. But you started it? I started. I got like halfway through. I really, really liked uh, that scene with, I don't know what you call them. Those white trash jerks, who the construction are construction uh, workers. Yeah, who were about to throw that uh, dude into the who who threw the dude in, into the cement mixer. Yeah, and then of course uh, Frank just goes ballistic on mm-hmm. them. I, I I thought that scene was well deserved um, because the entire time they're giving him trouble and he's pretending to be this quiet peaceful yeah. guy and it's yeah. not who he is. Yeah, and I'm like he's gonna burst. I know it. He's gonna burst. Oh man, but uh bubble. Just no, lame. just that sweet Punisher retribution. It was kind of what I expected, but it was fulfilling. That should be like the next movie. What's that? Punisher Retribution. Punish <laughs> Punisher Retribution. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that, good. that does have a good ring to it. Yeah. Punisher colon retribution. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Your colon is having retribution. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Too easy. All right, let's carry on, Andrew. So, anyways, no, all I wanted to do is apologize. High five, Chris. High five. High five. I just wanted to apologize and give everyone fair warning. I'm going to sound like this the rest of the episode because my voice is kind of tired. I, it's fine. Okay. You know, some days we I have think our you ups. you sound real nice. Some days we have our downs. I think you sound good, Chris. Thank you. He always sounds cool. good. Everyone always sounds good, in my opinion. Everyone's great. I love everyone. Andrew, you're the yeah. news maestro as news per maestro. Do, 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 do. News. Uh, no comic news today. There's really? probably a lot out there. I just couldn't find any. Literally, I tried searching so hard. Uh, there is a teaser of some sort called Deceased, uh, which is a new deceased. L- yeah, like deceased. Yeah, but okay. it's DC mm-hmm. seized. Yeah. And I think it's like an Elseworld kind of thing. Mm. I think it's, or DC Black now is the new term for it. I like the word, the term Elseworld so yeah. much better. Yeah. 
and I believe the speculation of what it is right now is it's the Marvel Zombies version of DC. Or the DC version of Marvel Zombies. Okay. So it's going to be a lot of... They did a cover where it had either Jason Todd Robin or Dick Grayson Robin mm. uh, standing, and in front of it is the red balloon from It. <clears throat> so, hmm. like, that was a variant cover. That's a cool idea for a cover. For number one. How do you feel about the zombie idea getting thrown around over and over again still? I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. I I like it for the properties it's already in. Like, if you go, I'm going to create this new zombie thing, I'm probably going to go, I'm not going to read it. Because mm-hmm. I've read so many zombie things, and I've read incredible zombie things, and I've seen incredible zombie things. No, I'll just go through a list. These are the zombie things you need to watch, and then you're probably good for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, Train to Busan is an incredible South Korean zombie movie. Go watch it. Just watched recently. A plus, in my opinion. Animated? Uh, no, it's live action. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, day day after, not day after tomorrow. <laughs> 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 uh, is it twenty four days later? Twenty four days later. Twenty four hours later. One of the two. The first one, not the second one. Uh. That's a really good zombie movie. Go watch that zombie movie. And then, of course, the original, like, George R. Romero, like, those zombie movies, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite movies, the original Dawn of the Dead, Mm -hmm. uh, which is set in a mall. Have you seen seen Return of the Living Dead? uh, The... The th- sequel to Night of the Living Dead, like the the spinoff sequel. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's kind of a, I think it's an intentionally campy movie. Yes. Yeah, I remember really enjoying that one. Yeah, and they like they don't die, like yeah. it takes a lot to kill them. Yeah. 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 Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of feel the same way. Um, I think we talked about that a little bit. We touched on that when we talked about Blackest uh, Night when I was saying how it's one of the few. Zombieland is another one. Oh, I still need to see Zombieland. I never did see that Zombie with, Land with Woody is, Harrelson. Yeah, Zombieland is one of the only movies I can watch uh, Jesse Eisenberg in. Oh, really? Yeah. And then maybe Social Network. I never actually saw Social Network either. Yeah. Both are really good movies. I've seen Adventureland. See, I I stopped Adventureland halfway through. <laughs> I I thought that movie had a charm to it, but there were a lot of things going on that weren't my fave. I'm just not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg or Kristen Stewart. Stewart, so you put those as the main two characters in the movie, and I'm probably not going to watch the movie. You know, I never thought I'd say this, but I like Kristen Stewart more than Jesse Eisenberg at this point. Ah, uh, probably. I mean, the whole thing with, like, her cheating on Robert Pattinson with the Twilight director thing was ages ago, and I remember being like, wow, well, she's a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. I remember think- I remember thinking that at the time, but that's such ancient history that I don't really, I don't think about her as that person anymore. But I can definitely say that Jesse Eisenberg annoyed me enough in BVS <laughs> to last me a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll never get that out of my head. Yeah. Oh, so what I was going to say is getting back to the to the neo, you know, zombie stories and stuff. Yeah. Everyone knows how much I love um, uh, 
Emory Wars, and I love Claudio Sanchez's work and Chandra Eckert's work, and um, I've had nothing but positive things to say about Emory Wars and uh, Kill Audio on mm-hmm. the show, but I gotta say, I think I might have mentioned it back when our show was not in in this studio. Mm-hmm. I think I might have mentioned that I, I tried reading uh, the Key graphic Z, novel right? Key of Z, yeah. and I was just like, <sighs> it it just it, it it was like Walking Dead <clears throat> wannabe. Okay, and it just I don't know it didn't have and for me it didn't have enough of its own spank to it. Yeah. It just wasn't unique. When Walking Dead first started, it was really interesting. I was really into it as well. Uh, my thing is with zombie stuff is it becomes more about the gore mm-hmm. and, oh, we just killed off a fan favorite character. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're so edgy. And that is, uh, it's just something I'm not in. Yeah. I'm not into. Like, I just, just killing off characters because, like, it is a horrific thing. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm fine when you're like, oh, we killed off a couple of characters, that's fine. But it just gets to so much where, especially with Walking Dead, where it's like, I don't even recognize any of the characters anymore. That's too bad. Because they have killed them off in, all in different ways. Yeah. And it's just like, man, I'm, I, I don't need that. I don't need that. I, I feel like it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it, zombie stuff sells. It's a market. Yeah, I, I think it's I not selling that. as much. No, but it, yeah, it's you're, yeah. you're pardon, pardon me. Yes, it is. It is starting to die down. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> it will <laughs> come back to life. <laughs> oh, sorry, my laugh. Ah, oh, it's oh, so so it sick sounding. Oh. No, I feel fine. I just feel okay. like my my laugh sounds like a dead person's oh, laugh. You know, that's the theme today. <laughs> dead people's laughs. That's the theme. That's the theme. I thought the theme was why do people hate or hate? No, <laughs> that's, do, the, people, that's the topic. Why that's do people the topic. love? Uh, that's the topic. Yeah, that's not the theme. Concept is what I'm I'm talking about. Okay, dead laughs. I I actually, guys, I had to stop myself from saying what I was about to say because I kind of want to save the topic for yeah, for yeah later. spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. You know, huh. spoiler alert. Uh, so that that really is it for comic news. I don't really have anything. Okay. On that end. Uh, but there's a lot with the others. So starting off, pretty big news. Uh, the rest of Marvel's Netflix shows have been canceled. That includes Punisher, mm-hmm. like Cody was talking about, and Jessica Jones. So Jessica Jones did finish post-production of season three. So that will come out. Um, but season three of Punisher is not coming out. Okay. Uh, neither is season did four. Did they actually finish it? No. None of these shows have been finished. Okay. Well, no, I mean finish filming it. Of what? You well, so you said I shouldn't have even asked the question because I just I totally derailed you. But the way you phrased that made it sound like you said they just finished Jessica Jones. They so, finished the post production for Jessica Jones. Okay, so th- is that that is going to be released then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but Punisher. I'm pretty sure that season two set up a season three. Okay, so you weren't suggesting that they had started filming Punisher 3? I don't believe 3? so. I do not believe oh, okay, so. Okay, okay. I was going to say, because if they filmed a bunch of it, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, you guys are done, that would be a low blow. But I, yeah. I'm guessing it's just going to go to their new database, their new yeah. streaming. Yeah. 
That's a good guess. I don't know. We have not seen the the issue there is we have not seen Disney being opening open to more mature content on the Disney streaming service. Yeah. We will see how the Mandalorian is. If the Mandalorian is more of that mature route, then I could see them bringing the uh Netflix TV shows because you cannot put uh as as much as like Agents of Shield is pretty mature in aspects, you cannot put the Punisher next to it. Like Oh yeah. The Punisher is rated R uh in if we're going with this direction. The Punisher is rated R, Agents of Shield is PG thirteen mm-hmm. and pretty much everything is PG. Like everything else. And it's something we haven't seen from Disney of them doing. So if the Mandalorian is more of that route, I could see that. Uh but that goes into the next bit of news I have here, which is Hulu's opening to reviving the Netflix Marvel shows. Okay. Uh, so, the reason that can happen uh, is because Disney bought Fox. Fox owns Hulu. Mm-hmm. Disney owns Hulu. Uh, with that, Disney has also come out and said that they are willing to put the more mature content, like the Fox content, the Fox movies, like Alien and all of that, they can do that through Hulu. Like, okay. they don't have to worry. And so that is that is a place that they can go and they can say, hey, our more mature content's going to be on Hulu. Um, I haven't watched all of The Runaways and I haven't watched any of Cloak and Dagger, which were both Hulu Mar- Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how the maturity is there. As from from what I saw of Cloak and Dagger... It was more of like a team bop kind of thing. And Runaways, I did watch two episodes, and it 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 was more of Agents of Shield level. Like it, it didn't get it didn't even get close to yeah. uh the Netflix Marvel kind of maturity. Yeah, the Netflix Marvel maturity, I think it's kinda unique to those few shows. Yeah. The like yeah, and, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Punisher yeah. especially. Yeah. Was Iron Fist as brutal as the rest no. of those? Iron Fist was probably the most immature out of all of them. Did I ever tell you this is just a little side note, but it's worth talking to you about, I feel. Um I have a a dear pal and we were we were talking, and, and just in passing, he goes, yeah, I never got into Daredevil or Luke Cage or Punisher and none of that stuff, but I loved the Immortal Iron Fist show. And I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> like, I, those were words. Like, like, they what, came out of your mouth. But what were they? Yeah. Yeah. They, and he... They don't make sense. So we can leave that alone. That's all, I, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to bad no, mouth. No, no, no. But I was just like... But I'm going to. There's someone out there who I whose opinions on on comics I respect who actually told me that the only Marvel show they had indulged was Mortal Iron Fist and I was very surprised I'm a little disappointed yeah but I'm really disappointed actually (laughs) and you don't even know this I don't even know him (laughs) his life decisions he needs to make better ones bro if you Um, hear me I'm sure you know I'm talking about you yeah because you're the one person in the world. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I, I bet you, I th- I think he got the idea from the conversation that I wasn't, like, impressed with that character. Yeah. Um, it's not the character. It really isn't the character. You don't, you, you liked the portrayal of the character in the show? No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the character, like, the Iron Fist character, like, 
if done well, would be incredible. Oh, I mean the way I mean the characters, re- oh, the yeah, characters' yeah, yeah. representation in the show. Yes, correct, That's what I correct, meant. correct. Sorry, Danny Rand, right? Danny Rand, yeah, Mortal Iron Fist, <laughs> protector of Kung Lung. He says that a lot. Oh, I know. He says he it says a it a lot in Defenders. <laughs> yeah, it's all he says. <laughs> and then he doesn't do it. He had one job and he didn't. He left, and then the place died. Good job. Have fun. <laughs> uh, so. That's cool. I, it was, it was, everyone knew we were staring down the barrel of the gun. Like, this, this was going to happen. The Netflix shows were going to get canceled as soon as they canceled. So, the funny thing is, like, when they canceled Iron Fist, people were like, okay, like, that makes sense. It was when they canceled Luke Cage that people were like, okay, that's, more than one show being canceled, and people actually liked season two of Luke Cage. The nail in the coffin was the canceling of Daredevil. Yeah, that really was the. It's a bummer. Like when that happened, I immediately was just like, Punisher and Jessica Jones, they're out the door. Like, yeah, as, no one needed to tell me that the Punisher was gonna be, was gonna be canceled when I yeah. learned that Daredevil was going to be canceled. I yeah. was like, okay, well, this is done. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is done. Then I mean. There was, there's like, I could go on and on. There's about ratings how out there that thought Daredevil three. Was. Well, there's there's ratings out there that have shown that Daredevil, as a whole, was the highest rated Netflix Marvel show, mm-hmm. and then season three was the highest rated season. Oh, was it? The, yeah. So it wasn't just you and I. Like, no, there's a lot of people, and even uh, our friend AJ, like he. He, in those first two episodes, he was just like, he wasn't really feeling it at all. Uh, and then I'm, maybe it was the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. And then I told him, like, just to wait, like, it it gets crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then he finished it, like, that weekend. And he was like, bro, that season. Uh, and it it is interesting. Like, when you watch it all together, um, how it it flows in my opinion when you watch it when you watch it sporadic that's where i can see the beginning of season three is the roughest part just Mm. because you're like what is happening it's so slow what's going on um but when you've watched the first episode i thought was slow i didn't even mind the second the first episode's a little slow but um it it finds its footing pretty quickly uh compared to the other shows i i think so it gets it gets incredible by episode three i thought yeah yeah, uh, and then everything. I think episode four is when Wilson starts. Uh, he starts um, manipulating Poindexter. Episode I think, four. I think that's episode four. That sounds about right. Yeah, and that episode is incredible when he when he reads Ugh, about Poindexter's all of, all of childhood. That. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And then it just like it just grows and grows and grows. And then like that, and then the last fight scene, is so good. Oh man, yeah, the last fight scene is just yeah. that's, that's I beat you, money. I, I, almost, beat I you. almost said nutter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. No, uh, uh, oh yeah, that scene where he mm-hmm. where he's where like this city rejected <laughs> you. I beat you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we knew it was all coming, and. You know, I like to prepare myself 
for things that I fear are happening uh, than, you know, fearing the things actually happening. So mm-hmm. uh, we had a good run, I will say. I am very glad we have the three seasons of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. They are great. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't trade them. No. Maybe the second half of season two. But, you know, you can't have you can't have all of it be a hundred percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's you know, chalk it up to taste. There's people I know who can't stand the se- the second half of Daredevil, for instance. Yeah. Who can stand a lot of crap that I can't. Yeah. Like just so it, it it just kind of depends on your taste. Like I can I can tolerate Electra's annoying qualities enough to, you know For to, me to it watch wasn't... stick and all the other cool stuff. Like I enjoyed that. I didn't necessarily think that it was the most well thought out part of the show. For for me it was but wasn't it wasn't it terrible. Wasn't, to it me. wasn't so much Electra that annoyed me. It was, we had this really good Punisher story going, and then Daredevil gets sidetracked. Like, after Punisher gets, like, captured and Mm -hmm. imprisoned, and then there's the courtroom. Like, after episode four, I want to say, where he gets captured, Mm -hmm. and Daredevil doesn't have an interaction with Punisher after that. It, It goes into the Electra stuff, and it's just like... Okay, so now what we have to deal with is Karen Page and Foggy dealing with Punisher. It's like that's not what I wanted to see. Like I like it's cool, I guess, but I didn't want to see that until episode eight or nine when Punisher goes to prison and then has that incredible hallway scene. Oh, incredible, yeah. and then the fight with Fisk. Like that scene was incredible as yeah. well. Like that stands. Oh, now out. I want to go back and watch those episodes. Oh. Just to see those scenes. Um, That stands out. And it's just like, as that's happening, you then have this convoluted ninja story going on that has to deal with Elektra. And I'm just like, why? I don't... It's just not interesting to me right now compared to what's going on over here. It is a distraction. Yes. and But it's a distraction that takes up majority of the, the second half. Yeah. It's just like, because it's Daredevil... Like, we're going to be focusing on the Daredevil side of things. It's like, no, I want to, like, go back to the Punisher. And then at the end, he does the, like, sniping of the the ninjas and is like, I did that for you, and then walks away. And I was just like, that's that's it. That's the Punisher fighting ninjas, shooting them really far away. <laughs> well, it's still cool. I... <laughs> I didn't like. I am not a fan. Was it the best way to use him? No, but it wasn't. I don't know. It was to me. It was the weakest way to use him in that fight scene. Sniping is a very undervalued skill. Okay, Andrew. <laughs> I understand that, <laughs> which we see in the first episode of Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, where he's in El Paso. Yeah. And he shoots the guy yeah. in Juarez. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. That was so cool. The 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 uh, drug cartel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, moving on, speaking of Hulu, though, uh, there is a MODOK, a Hitmonkey, a Tigra, and Dazzler, and Howard the Duck animated, all animated, animated series heading to Hulu. It's just the weirdest set of characters. 
I find. I, Modoc, you know, the giant head, like, dude. Mm-hmm. Hit Monkey, who is literally like an assassin monkey. Tigra and Dazzler. Dazzler, I believe, is a mutant uh, who is like a pop star. And Howard the Duck, which uh, to me out of all those, Howard the Duck is the one that's like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. Like this makes sense that this is happening. Uh, If you told me there's going to be a Howard the Duck TV show and Modoc, Hitmonkey, and Tigra and Dazzler are going to be in it, that makes more sense. It's to me the weird point is them making a point that there's going to be animated shows for each of these. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I I I'm probably going to watch them. They are going to be like adult animation kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm like I'm not familiar enough with Dazzler to watch a Dazzler show. Yeah, these are characters <laughs> I just don't know they wouldn't bring anyone. Yeah. But what's the, the thing, what's the poll? Yeah. The thing is Marvel kind of has that now. Like, you show me a Guardians movie. Yeah, I uh, kind of... I, okay, one thing I kind of predicted a while ago was that Marvel was just going to go for broke yeah. with all their characters. Yeah. And I thought, like you said, with with that, like maybe they would just do... You could you could see them just doing one character and then incorporating the other yeah. characters into it. But no, I think they might try and and uh, use as many single characters and give them as many of their own mm-hmm. solo shows, yeah, and movies as they possibly can. It's it's interesting. Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'll probably end up watching these just to see how they they do it. Because well, what they can do is they can kind of see which you know they can gauge which one is the most successful. And then yeah. if the others aren't, they can throw them into that other storyline. Yeah. Well, it's like... Like comic books. Well, well I was going to say the Hulk movies didn't sell as well as the other Marvel movies did. Yeah. So what do you get? You get Bruce Banner showing up in lots of other Marvel movies. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo has not had his own standalone Hulk movie. but not he's been once. But he's been used in all the other Marvel all the stuff. other all, all the other Avengers and a Thor. Uh, so moving on to movie news, the Batman to release in 2021, the Batman. Uh, Affleck has passed the torch on to the next Bruce Wayne. So Affleck is out. He's done. Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. So is, it went from Ben Affleck is doing this whole thing by himself. Uh-huh. To Ben Affleck. Is not a part of it at all. Is producing. No longer. No more. And is no longer a part of it entirely. In 2021, three... Two years from now, this movie's coming out. He had maybe the shortest and most underwhelming run as Batman. Did he have the shortest? How long did Val Kilmer have? Well, I don't, I don't George count Clooney. I don't, I don't count Val Kilmer or uh, Clooney or Clooney as having runs. No, it's true. Um, I mean, is it the shortest? Because he had, he had two movies. Keaton had two movies. No, it's not. It's not the shortest. It's just the most underwhelming. It's not the shortest, but I stand by it being the most underwhelming for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not that it's short. It's that I should I should say that it's forgettable, <laughs> and well, because 
Yeah. Because like Batman '89 and 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 Returns, and, and that's its big, huge, monumental thing. And then the Dark Knight trilogy is its own yeah. huge, monumental thing. Whereas this like, is just like objectively, I'm pretty sure the Dark Knight is the best superhero movie ever. Yeah. Like. I think like subjectively, think, Batman I, Begins is my favorite, mm-hmm. just because it's it's just yours. It's just mine, and. I enjoy the Dark Knight, but and I really I really do think the only one that could probably stand a chance to the Dark Knight is the first or second Spider-Man. Yeah. Like I love the the new MCU. Like I love what they're doing because they pay so much respect to the characters, but like I will be the first to say they aren't the like most thought-provoking or like like st- stylized cinematography like mind blowing mm-hmm. whereas the dark knight the acting was off the charts yeah it really was the cinematography is off the charts mm-hmm. the editing everything that movie is in my opinion ob- like and it's weird to say in my opinion objectively because <laughs> that's a subjective thing but based off of I, your criteria of my criteria of what a good movie is that movie is close to a masterpiece it like measures it is, up yeah it is up there and it's another reason like we go back to our conversation with the black panther getting like nominated for oscar kind of thing is out of all of the superhero movies to get this award the Dark Knight should have gotten it. Like, yeah, definitely, absolutely, yeah. Like, out of any of them, this movie should have gotten it. And I know that's to say, well, things were different back then, and things are different now. It just shows me that the bar has been lowered so low for what, like, what is considered movie of the year mm-hmm. or best most. Im- best motion picture like not even just movie of the year just like the best that came out this year um but yeah so yeah i guess uh definitely not shortest but i should okay most underwhelming and it had the least impact yeah there was just no 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 significance (laughs) no significance no stakes yeah nothing in it at all no Pulled people in where it's like, oh my god, this one is so eye-opening. Because we forget, like, when when 89 came out, um, like, that movie was the first superhero movie of its kind. It was darker and grittier yeah. than anything that came before it. Yeah. And Batman was only seen at night, mm-hmm. and you saw Batman less than you saw the villain. That's also something that's kind of spilled over into a lot of modern superhero movies is seeing seeing the hero... Little, little bit less than you see the villain. Yeah. Um, I mean that that movie was, it was a it was a big iconic work for its time, and and uh, I think the Dark Knight was kind of the same thing. Both were like these big cultural phenoms when they came out, mm-hmm. and then to see Affleck sort of step down from from uh, the Batman um, role. And just kind of in the most underwhelming way possible, like he just like eh, he just gradually faded back. Yeah, it's like nope, I'm not gonna be doing this. I won't be mm-hmm. directing. Nope, I'm not gonna be acting. Yeah. Nope, I'm not part of it at all anymore. And it just yeah. 
it's just kind of depressing. It's like this guy was part of m- more Batman movies than many guys to play the character. Mm-hmm. Yet he had the least significance, I would say, in the role probably since George. Yeah. Pro- I mean, really. And at least George, we can quote him. Hi, Freeze. I'm, I'm Batman. Batman. <laughs> Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. <laughs> that song. Yeah. No, I feel bad because I actually didn't mind him as Batman. I just did not like the vibe or the style of any of the movies he was in. Yeah. It just wasn't working. Yeah. Like, and it's too bad. I don't have any hate for Batfleck. He he did a great job, like, in BVS. He did a terrible job in Justice League, but he did a good was, was job. He, was he like just bad in Justice League? Yeah, because he phoned it in. Like he didn't care. You could tell. You he could did tell not he. Care. You could tell he knew oh, yeah. it was he going was, nowhere. He was out in that movie, like he was contractually obliged to be in that movie, but he was out. Like he <sighs> did not care. He phoned in his performance. He was out to lunch, huh? Oh yeah. Oh. Like there's a part where he gets hit by Superman, and he's like laying on the ground. He's like, "Oh, that that hurts." I'm just like, what is going on? And he kept referring to Lois Lane as the big gun. I was like, oh my gosh. He kept referring to Lois Lane as the big gun? Yeah. That's really hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He's like, bring in the big gun, and then they just bring in Lois Lane. It's like, you're so stupid. I hate this movie so much. Justice League was trash. Should I watch it just to see how much I hate it? If you want. If you want. Would you discourage me from it? No. I I wouldn't discourage you from watching anything. Okay. Uh, Gun Suicide Squad, Gun as in James Gunn, uh, is going to be a relaunch, not a sequel. Really? How do you feel about that? A, a new Suicide Squad? It's going to be a new is one, it, like and new- he's, he is saying it is going to be more like a relaunch than a sequel, which has me more excited. If he can do a better yeah. job with these characters than the first one did, that would be great. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, because God knows I wasn't married to that movie. Right, <laughs> it was your like least rated. Uh, tell me, I'm would also you going would to- <laughs> you watch Apocalypse before watching Suicide Squad again? No. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> so this was guys. I want to make it perfectly clear. I did not like Suicide Squad. Yeah, but I thought Apocalypse was a pile of dog crap. Yeah, and so I you, thought that movie was so pitifully bad. So you know how I didn't enjoy Venom. Like, I, I, you, I do. You know how much I didn't enjoy Venom. Yeah. Uh, Apocalypse. Yes. Yesterday. Oh man. The what a turd. Earlier this week. This weekend, I saw uh, Alita Battle Angel, which is a manga. It's based off a manga. Really good, like, really fascinating world. Really well done special effects. Story was kind of meh, but I was entertained throughout the whole movie. I give it, like, a 6.5 out of 10. Like, it's it's enjoyable. Go watch it. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but during that, the trailer for Dark Phoenix came on. And uh, uh, I was just like... I really don't want to see this movie. They got to give it up. I just they gotta I give really it up. don't want to see this movie. And then I turned to some, like, my friend, once again, AJ. Big shout <laughs> out. We're going to talk about him a lot, probably. Uh, good guy. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Solid uh, guy. Way to yeah, go, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was sitting next to me, and I was like, 
Apocalypse was so bad. Yeah. And he's like, what? And I was just like, I would I would see Venom again before seeing Apocalypse. Like, if someone came to me, I was like, hey, I got Venom and Apocalypse. What should we watch? I'll be like, Venom. One, like, 10 out of 10. Like, I yeah. will. 10 out of 10 times. And then I was like, I followed it up with, and then if they said, cool, we just watched Venom, let's watch Apocalypse, I would go, can you just put Venom back on? <laughs> That's how bad it is. Like, that movie is just bad. Like, I don't know how to explain it because it's not, it's not like fan stick bad where like that movie was just bad. Like it's, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Wait, wait, which movie? Fan Four, Fantastic Four. Okay. Like it, it's just like, it's a forgettable movie. Apocalypse was like offensive. Yeah. It was just like, hey, we're trying to do these things to these characters None of them makes sense. None of them makes sense. But you just watch it. Yeah. And then we're just going to bore you to death for the whole movie. And then to the point where you're pretty much just going to skip to the end and not watch really anything because you don't want to. And when you get to the end, you're even more dissatisfied because the ending is terrible. Like... I don't know what that movie is. I don't know where that movie came from. Yeah, you know what's funny is I now kind of hate um, X-Men First Class for ushering in that that wave of X-Men movies. It, like... The X-Men movies were always spotty. I want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah, they haven't been... I'm yeah. a huge X-Men fan. Like The comics are, like... That stuff's sacred to me. Yeah. Like, I treat that stuff the way I treat, like, Led Zeppelin's first, like, four or five albums. Mm -hmm. Like, early X-Men comics are, like, it's gold to me. I I love it. And so when the movies get parts of it right, I'm super pumped. Mm -hmm. But more often than not, they just, they tweak these characters into things that they never were meant to be. It's just, and it doesn't. Gel. It doesn't. It actually makes it worse. Like these characters feel farther apart from each other than they should be. Like anytime Jennifer Lawrence appears in the trailers for Dark Phoenix, I'm like, why is Mystique still a part of this equation? Yeah, like, I was gonna say, and 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 why is Mystique Jennifer where, Lawrence? For God's sake, she's, she's Jennifer Lawrence now. She's not. Remember when she said she's not even effing Mystique anymore? No. It's retarded. <laughs> I'm freaking over it. I'm pissed, actually. <laughs> I you're, know you you're, are. You're, you are. <laughs> like, I've, I've got best. a smile on I'm my going face. To, I'm going to just sit back and just like. No, like, I've got a smile <laughs> on my face because I'm going insane right now. <laughs> like, and I like Jennifer Lawrence as an actress. Yeah. <laughs> and, but Mystique just needs to stay out of it because she's not even Mystique anymore. Yeah. They decided to have Jennifer Lawrence play her damn self yeah. in every X-Men movie from now on until the end of time. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Chris, we just heard Chris laugh. And seriously, I just I just want this era of X-Men to end. Yeah. So that in 15 years, I don't have the taste of this sh- sh- crap in my <laughs> in my mouth yeah. when I am in my 50s and I go see a new X-Men movie reboot. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, this is one good. day I would love, I would love a real tried and true X Men series that feels like X Men, 
I want. Give could, me, could we just have? Give me a real evil Mystique. Give me a short Wolverine. Give me an awesome Cyclops. I want all that crap. Yeah. And I want to forget all this. Can all we this get like, garbage? Can we get the first class? Can we have that? Like an actual first class. That would be great. Like a '60s style X Men. That would be great. That would be incredible. Just please, like I was gonna me, say, like I can't me, even give me a like a thespian beast. <laughs> Give me a thespian beast. Yeah. Like someone who's constantly reading Shakespeare because mm-hmm. he just loves the tales and the old English. And it's just super intelligent. Gosh, Kelsey Grammer was amazing he as was so the beast. Good. He was the perfect casting yeah. for yeah. that role. And then give me Ugh. like not a hothead of a leader, but someone who cares about everyone on the team, which is Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Like give me that character. Give me a broken but still super optimistic Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Like someone who wants what's best for everyone but has a has a power she cannot control. Mm-hmm. You know, freaking give me an an angel who is not some German bad boy who Dies immediately. <laughs> oh, that like, was so. Oh, uh, what a. Oh, what a. Or is like trying to chop off his wings. Uh, uh, it, come on, give me these characters. I have to say that because Angel is my personal favorite. Like Angel's awesome. He's incredible. He's 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 great. Yeah, they pooped all over him yes, he too, did. didn't they? Give me an Ice Man that is making quips all the time and is like the surfer bro. Of the X-Men. He literally surfs on ice. That is what he does. We haven't gotten that, Cody. I know. We haven't they gotten that. They made him that. an emo kid, didn't yeah. they, Kenneth? Yeah. I'm just going to... Uh, I'm going to put this fire and turn it into ice. I love you. I love you, Rogue. And we can kiss Wait, because... Wait, why were... And, I, and, we and, can kiss and, because... And Iceman and Rogue, like... And why? Why? That's never been a thing. Ah! <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, but, uh, uh, so give me that so... Iceman. Give me that Iceman. It's like, just give me that first class. Give me that first class. I just need it once. Just give me it that once. And you know what they're going to call it if they if they make it what they need to call it? X-Men for first class, colon, for real this time. For real this time. Yeah. yeah. For realsies. That's the colon there. For realsies. Because X-Men first class isn't the first class. None of them were. I don't think any of them were. I don't think any of them. No. Well, uh, Beast, Beast, I guess. But he was who they sharded all over. <laughs> I'm a tall, lanky, shut in. Uh, yeah, he wasn't. His character wasn't. And guess like, what? When I take off my shoes, I can run at super speed. <laughs> that was his power. <laughs> I hate. Uh, <laughs> I cannot stand that movie. Um. Yeah. Also, how was he cramping up all? His wide ass toes in those shoes. I don't know. How does that work? It's probably why he runs slower. <laughs> I guess. Because, you know, that's how beast powers work. He got super speed because his feet are big. I just feel like they don't understand. Like, they look at the comics and go, okay. Like, they don't even read the comic, they just look at it and go, that guy's got big feet. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Let's give him big feet. What happens when you have big feet? You can like run <laughs> super fast. 
<laughs> right. This guy has sunglasses. This guy has he sunglasses. Does. Let's make him angsty. Let's make yeah. Like let's make him like Okay, that's what I was gonna say, is that Scott Summers has an emotional side to him. Yeah. But he's like you said, he's not a, a hot headed, angsty little dork. Yeah. That's not that's not who I will, Scott Summers I is. I will say though, uh uh the guy who played him originally, what's his face? What's his name? I always forget his name. Uh Incredible casting. No, like, he looked the part yeah. enough, for and sure. And I actually do think he could play him. It was the writing. Like, they just wrote yeah. him as, a like, the stoic leader. Yeah. That, you know, it has the hot girlfriend and the, and the scruffy, like, handsome one comes in and, like, he's threatened by Jean Grey. Or he's threatened by Wolverine. Yeah, which actually, that in the story, Wolverine feels threatened by Scott. Yes. That's that's how it actually is. Yeah, I just mean, just so everyone knows, Wolverine is the outcast. Yes, one hundred percent. And the movies make him be—they they make him into this guy who like doesn't want to be a part of things in the beginning, and then it's like, all right, I am now the one you all love, and it's because like, I'm Hugh Jackman. And that's <laughs> that's not how it ever is. No. Wolverine is always the the lone wolf. Yeah. He's 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 always the outcast. Yeah. That never changes. Hey, you know this storyline in which involves Kitty Pride as the main character? Nah, that not anymore. It's Wolverine. Let's make Wolverine the main character. the main character. It'll make so much more money. Yeah. Gah. Gross. Let's Dangerous talk thing. about. Let's talk else. about Warner Brothers is developing a Batman Begins movie in the same vein. That the Spider-Verse movie was made in. For those who do not know, Batman Beyond is an old 90s TV show. Um, or early 2000s, actually. One of the I two. I think you're right, it is um, early 2000s. It was yeah. based in the same universe as the Batman animated series. Oh, you know what? I think it was 99. 99? Yeah, I think it was 99. Or maybe, and it was, maybe it was 98. It was set in the future where Batman is now an old grizzled man. Mm-hmm. And a young... A young man takes over, uh, Terry. Uh, such a great, great character name, Terry. Terry. Yeah. Terry. Terry. Uh, no, he takes over. He's more of a slimmer Batman. His suit, uh, is definitely like a more futuristic Tron-like kind of bat suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool, really dark, uh, animated series. Uh, very mature. The movie is one of my favorites. The Batman Beyond animated yeah. movie? Yeah. Um, and so I am excited for them to do another animated movie. I know it's not going to be the same because that animated movie, I think, was like the end of the series. Okay. Um, it was like, go and watch it. I am going to spoil that movie, but it is like 10, 18 years old by now, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty much like Joker died. Um, during a like fight with him and uh, Robin, and I think at that point it was Tim as Robin. Okay. And then later on, it like Joker had reappeared in the Batman Beyond movie, and it was like, who is this Joker? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was revealed by the end that like Joker had kind of like man- kind of manipulated Tim, and so like he had become a new Joker. Uh. And so Tim at that point was the Joker. Oh. Yeah. Really good. 
I just spoiled it for people who haven't seen it. So Tim uh, beca- Tim Drake becomes the Joker. I'm pretty in, sure in, it's the, in that storyline. Yeah, because it's the because by that point, <laughs> Nightwing was a thing. Let me let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. But that might have been it. <laughs> Return of the Joker. That's the movie name. Such a good movie. I need to actually at some point watch Batman Beyond. Yeah? Oh, dude, you were talking about shows that we should get into. Mm-hmm. I would be down to watch that with you. I love that show. When I was a kid, I was turned off by the idea that Bruce Wayne wasn't Batman, but mm-hmm. now I think that I've, you know, I've had my share of Batman. I'm in the mood for a more alternative take on the story. I think it'd be kind of interesting to get into. Yeah. I'm trying to look here. Uh, oh, that's the TV series. No, I want the movie, Return of the Joker. Da, 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 da. Sorry, folks. I should have done this research beforehand. Have you? So you haven't watched any of the... Of Batman Beyond? Of Batman Beyond. I remember as a kid trying to watch a couple episodes, but I don't remember them very well. Mm-hmm. I remember being instantly kind of put off by the idea like I said that Bruce wasn't Batman anymore mm-hmm. so I just I didn't really continue watching it yeah it is, it is Tim Tim what what is Tim Tim is the Joker okay yeah he uh slowly transformed Tim into like a clone of himself yeah it's pretty wicked yeah it's pretty dark it's really dark actually Wolf uh Friedel is Ba- Batman Begins is Terry McGinnis. McGinnis oh, Will, Fried- Will Friedel plays yeah. him? For those who do not know, that is uh, Eric from Eric. Uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I am I am excited for this movie. Uh, first He's of all, got a good voice for cartoons. I yeah. can see that. I really hope they bring him back as Terry. Um, it's like, that is a casting. I feel like Kevin Conroy needs to be Bruce Wayne. Like, they need to bring the old cast back for this movie. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. And then last on the docket is there will be a Batman and Team and T movie coming out, uh, animated. Oh, really? Yeah, which I am pretty stoked for. I really enjoyed the, uh, they had the the comic. I really, I still haven't read volume two, but and I think they just announced volume three. Have I told you what Kevin and I? Sorry, this is going back to the the previous news not the one you just listed yeah but um what kevin and i were talking about what we really want if they made a batman beyond movie what michael keaton is batman <laughs> old old grizzled batman yeah yeah well i mean he's at that age he's making a comeback as an actor yeah it'd be a good cash grab you could have will friedel play oh, terry yeah. <laughs> old, uh, middle-aged terry <laughs> yeah that looks so terrible. Yeah. No, I just think, oh, God, I think that would be so cool. I think. Uh, Who would be a good Terry McGinnis? Liam Hemsworth would be a ge- good Terry McGinnis, in my opinion. What What is, see, explain him to me a little bit. What What, what, are, what are his qualities like? What, what is, who, well, like who, who is he? Think, think like a thinner Bruce Wayne. Okay. Think of more of a Dick Grayson. Like, he, that is Terry. Um, he's, I think he's like a college student. Okay. Uh. 
But yeah, he he has like the body shape of Dick Grayson. Okay, and what's his personality like? Uh, rambunctious. Rambunctious. Yeah, he's a fun, fun character who just wants to do good by people. He really is like a Dick Grayson. Okay. How does he? How does Bruce meet him? I think Terry steals the suit. The Batman. The he like breaks in. I forget. It's been so long since I've seen the show. Okay. Um, I think he steals the suit though. And then Batman's like, just just take it. I think. Huh. I may be entirely, I might be like 100% wrong. I do not know. I'll get back to been, you. Been too long, huh? Once, once we watch the show. Well, once we'll... we, okay, we got to finish the animated series. <sighs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which once we get going, it'll take a week. Yeah. <laughs> it'll take, or two. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much it for news, though. Cool. Uh, main topic. Uh... I want to discuss why people are, and I want to make this clear, not obsessed with villains, because I I understand that aspect. I understand why someone likes a villain. There's a dark side to them that isn't explored, that, like, shouldn't be explored, uh, that can be through fiction, and that's a draw to people. I understand that. What I don't understand is the glamorization of villains. Where, take, I will say Killmonger. Right. Take Killmonger. The glamorization of Killmonger. It's like what he stood for. And, cool, I get what he stood for. But he was a mass murdering psychopath. Right. It's like... You you have this over here, it shouldn't be this over here. And I also understand that that was a, uh, a symbolism of the Black Panthers back in the day. Mm-hmm. Of that they were this group that felt violence was needed to solve their problems. Yeah, they felt that it was the only way that they could get their point across. Yes. Uh... But then there's that glamorization of that. To like, me, like that is such a, a badass thing. Yeah, to me, that's the problem. That mm-hmm. is a problem that people have. Mm-hmm. It's something that shouldn't be happening. If you said there was something about that was his character that was very charismatic, and you enjoyed that about him as a villain, you enjoyed that about as a character, I respect that. Like I was telling Cody, I enjoy Doctor Doom and I enjoy Lex Luthor. There's something about those characters that that brings out a certain side of the villain inside of them. But I'm not going to go around and say, I wish there was a Doctor Doom in the world. Like right. I want to be Doctor Doom. It's like no You don't see them as a uh, a positive symbol. No or, in any or way a, or a fictional role model. Yeah. Or like when people try to compare Real certain things. And I never want to go political on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate doing it. Uh, but there were so many people that were comparing Trump to Lex Luthor. And it's like, yes, I understand that you do not like who this man is. And you try to find something in a character who you have you have caricatured. Mm-hmm. You have caricatured Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. To he is an evil man- maniac, 
megalomaniac mm. who has a lot of money and he, you know, he's a bad guy. Yeah, uh, he's he, a bad he, guy. he has, you know, a big a big corporation yeah. and probably many small ones that, that branch yeah. off of it. Yeah, and he's he wants to rule the world. Uh First of all, they are sorely underestimating it's a big reach. who Lex Luthor is. It's a big reach. Lex Luthor uh, tortures people. Lex Luthor uh, sentences people to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will just kill people to cover things up. Yeah. So, like, there's a difference between paying someone off to keep them quiet mm-hmm. and killing them. Big difference here. Yeah, the uh, the evil and I'm not saying this is gap a, is yeah. pretty wide. I'm not saying this is a glamorization. I think this is what this is is it's a part of the problem. And the the problem is is people do not understand who these characters are. They are not realizing who these characters are. And I'm not saying you know don't do this ever. I'm just saying it can to me it can cause issues with first of all character writing. Where I think it's the reason why a lot of these characters are now becoming good guys. Because people are like, oh, I really, really, really like this character. Yeah. And he I'm needs tired to of, be good now. I'm tired of them trying to... Well, and I've said this for a long time now. I'm, I'm sick of people trying to make um, villains overly relatable. Yeah. What I what I want them to be is I, I want to understand their story enough to see why they did what they did. Yeah. And I want them to stick by their guns. Now that or st- stick to their guns. Now what I mean by that is not not literally. Mm-hmm. What what I, what I mean by that is like Killmonger, for instance, in the movie Black Panther. Yeah. In the beginning, you're like, okay, so I kind of see where this guy's background. Yeah. I, I, I see I see what his background is. I see why he might, you know, have these feelings. But then inexplicably, by the middle of the movie, he's just a murdering psychopath. Yeah. And it had, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and they kind of don't continue that thread. Yes. They kind of, they just, so you, you got to keep things consistent. But on, on the, uh, on the flip side of that coin, I also don't like it when they take it the other extreme and, and they try and make the villain into a good guy. Yeah. And to me, that is part of the glamorization. Yeah. Of like, I enjoy this evil character, and to me, that's Suicide Squad in a nutshell. It's like, these are all evil characters. Yeah, they're all disgusting people who, if you were around, you'd probably be, you know, dead. They wouldn't within, be chummy with you. you you'd, like, prob- you'd probably be dead within seconds. It's this weird aspect that, People think that, like, if they met this person in real life, that they'd be friends with them. Like they'd be pleasant. Like the Joker. And it's just like, no, you have you have no idea. You are not. Or or Deadshot or or yeah. um, what's what's his name? Why am I forgetting? Uh, El Diablo. Yeah. It's just like these are these are characters that are evil. They are evil. Like I just. I get that they have been written in a way that is is fantastical. It's entertaining, it's compelling. Like, yes. It's- and I I get that like a little aspect of this character is something that you can re- you can respond to. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have a rebellious kind of dark side to you. Mm-hmm. The Joker cuts people's eyelids off. Yeah. 
because he thinks it's funny. Right. He cuts his own tongue in half because he wants to be zany. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not a person that should be looked up to in any way or glamorized in any way. This is, it is, it is interesting, especially like with the comics, it's all fictional. Like it's okay if you want to have statues, blah, blah, blah. It's weird to me when it's inside the universe, it's even glamorized. Like the flash TV show they had, uh, there was the one kid who had the flash, he had a flash toy and then he had like the, the Zoom toy, mm-hmm. the uh, do- Professor Zoom toy, mm-hmm. and to me that made I was like, oh yeah, like like we have we have the evil versions, so the the heroes can fight them. Like mm-hmm. that's totally understandable. Sure, that's not how it would be like. It'd be like if you had a GI Joe toy and then a Hitler toy. How many Hitler toys are out there, Cody? <laughs> right. I see what you're saying. How many Nazi toys are out there? There aren't. They were the bad guys. And so it's this weird thing where we see we downplay how evil characters are because we want to like them. Yeah. But if they were here I think in- people think here's what, not to interrupt you, but yeah. I, I I I I don't want to forget my point. Yeah. Uh I think people think that it's chic. To like villains, which they they, they think well, it makes them cool and ironic and special, which to to, to, to like these villains, yeah. which is once again the the liking the villain because they are an interesting, cool character. I totally get that. It is the it is the glamorizing the, uh, the I want more of that character in my life. Yeah, like this like, character is my spirit animal. Yes, that a- that attitude. That attitude of. To me, that that is an issue. Well, because- actually, so dude, oh god, uh, so many things are rushing through my brain right now. Well, here's here's a good example of what I think this mentality is and how it's rubbed off. Did I ever tell you back uh, years ago when I had a couple of the Hasbro lightsabers? Mm-hmm. I ended up selling them. Anyways, I I ended up selling them uh, to this one dude who met up with me uh, at Lloyd Center and. Uh, did I ever tell you that uh, we were talking about? Episode seven, which was brand new at the time, yeah, and and he goes, "Oh yeah, man, I just saw episode seven. He's like, man, I relate so much to Kylo Ren. I'm just like him, only I don't kill people. Ha ha ha." And I'm like, "That's creepy. Do you see what's <laughs> wrong with what you just said?" Like, that's a that's a big part of his character. He, he liked the villain so much because he related to him. That's a that sounds like a personal problem to yeah. me. Yeah, like. Also, just a weird thing to tell basically a stranger. Yeah. He- so so Star Wars is one of, is probably the biggest offender, in my opinion, of this. And not Star Wars in itself, but Star Wars fans. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, people worship Star Wars villains. Yes. IG-88, just- The Emperor, Boba yeah. Fett, Darth Vader. I mean, yeah, and countless. It's like, it's like, okay, I get ya. you. But you keep saying that you... You'd be a part of the Empire. Oh, I hate those people. You do know that the Empire were Nazis. I hate people who who don't understand that. I don't. It's like they enslaved. They blew up a planet. Yeah. Because they wanted to rule with fear. Yeah. The Empire were Nazis. Mm Mm-hmm. And you want to be a part of that. It's, It's... Mind-boggling. Now, the people who, like, it's a joke, it's fun, 
whatever. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, I'm talking about the people who seriously... They have, like, all Empire stuff. Like, yes. Like, all Empire like, stickers. They just and, love the Empire. Yeah. Like, the Empire is the greatest, blah, blah, blah. Like, and they are even in that weird mentality where it's like, you like any of the rebellions? And they're like, you like rebellion people? Like, how dare you? It's like, yes, I like people who don't enslave people. Okay. This, this Crazy one, me. This one guy, uh, I saw him at a tattoo shop, and he and he was, uh, he's one of the tattoo artists, and he was talking to me about uh, Star Wars, and... I, he saw that I wanted to get a, uh, at the time I wanted to get a Rebel Alliance tattoo. Never did end up getting it, but um, it's still on my list. Anyways, he he, he was like, uh, you like those uh, scummy uh, Rebel, and then, what did he say? He Oh, he made some comment about how uh, the Rebels are like basically like suicide bombers, or just 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 how, how oh, how their practices are unethical, or this and that, and, and I was like, but you're you're on the side of the empire. <laughs> you do, and I, and I was like, you do know that the moral behind the movie, the whole point of that franchise is these bastards over here are evil. Let's get them. Yeah. But you're taking their side. Yeah. I think you've missed the mark as a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point of it. No. And and I, I you know sometimes I feel that way when I when I talk to people um, who are really into like the Sith. Mm-hmm. I feel that way a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, with the Sith, I understand the fascination because they have sweet powers. Yes, and there, it's really and there is like a weird code. Like, yeah, it's like the dark side isn't inherently evil. Like that's like that is true. That is actually, the one thing like, and the Sith used to be a race. Like they weren't like everyone who is evil is a Sith. Like it was like this was a Sith race that used the power of like you know the dark yeah, not, side not every not every force wielder who uses the dark side is evil necessarily yes and so there is like that aspect of like there is more a new a neutral kind of a chaotic neutral kind of character well yeah who is a who could be a sith like creature uh but or a gray Jedi or a dark Jedi. Yeah. Well, well when when Luke uh, strangled the Gamorrean guards when he yeah. came into Jabba's palace, yeah. uh, Force choke for anyone who didn't know is is, it, is a dark side power. Yeah. And in the expanded universe, as I'm sure I've said before, um, they actually explain. They I'm sure they felt like they had to explain that Luke actually felt guilt after doing that. Because yeah. he only did it because it was the only way he was going to get in. Yes. As if he is if he used force to get in. Yeah. And yeah, so I I can kind of see it there, but then once again it's like the really evil characters are like that is my jam, like I yeah. want to be those guys. It's like why? Like and I understand why. There's because and I don't want to be Where's like, it coming generalization. from? Generalization. I don't want to from, be assuming. But to me, it's people who have found lo- there is loss in their life, and they want they think that this is a character that they can resonate with. Yeah, and or they feel like this is where they are mentally, or they're just someone who like f the system. I do feel like a lot of people who like villains are contrarians. Yeah, and they they want to go against the grain. Yeah, and in, and when they do that, they get a rush. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I once again, I love a good villain. I love 
when the villain does the villain's job, which is make you critically think whether or not the what the hero is doing is right, or if they can or beat if them, they, or if they can overcome. They have put an obstacle in front of the villain or the hero that needs to be overcome, and if they can do that in an, a really thought provoking way, or mm-hmm. just like in a way that makes you really root for what the hero does. Yeah, like that was something. That I was saying with Into the Spider-Verse that did really well with Kingpin. There is a moment like there is a moment where it is the most generic cliche moment in like every superhero movie. But when it happened, I wanted to shout, yeah. Like I haven't done that before. I think the only time was when Thor showed up. Uh, at the end of Avengers, I was like, okay. yeah, like, let's do this. And when you can do that, you have produced a villain. The best is when you're reading a comic book that does that. Yes. because no- Nothing beats that moment when you turn the page yeah. and it's like the big reveal and it's yeah. like, holy smokes. Yeah. Like, and you feel like a kid. Yeah. That's the best feeling ever. For me, it was the end of Superior Spider-Man when... It's re- like when Peter comes back as Spider-Man and Green Goblin's fighting him and he still thinks he's Doc Ock Spider-Man. Yeah. And then he makes a joke about his fanny pack, which is his satchel kind of thing. And like Goblin's face of like, you're back. Like this, you're Peter Parker. He doesn't know Peter Parker, but he's like, you're the original Spider-Man. And he's just like this, oh crap moment mm-hmm. of like, he thought he could best Doc Ock Spider-Man. Oh, and then like, okay. Old OG Spider-Man comes. He's like, I I can't beat you. <laughs> like, yeah. and that was for me. That was like a yes. Like that was so good, kind of moment. So you like you you're like me though. You like the villain to be the foil and and it, yeah. have it have them work yeah. together in the story. Yes, and that means the villain can win sometimes, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah, like it is boring, and Spider-Man did this. It is boring when. You know, every single time the hero just wins and gets away. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, they changed that with Dr. Octopus. Dr. Octopus was the first villain to beat Spider Man. Like, Spider Man has to run away. And it was like, he is a cool villain. Like, that you gave us this powerful villain. I want to see how Spider Man can overcome that. Yeah. Like, I. And then once again, and this is a conversation I had, like, I was having with someone about Gwen Stacy. Um, it was actually my brother. We found this article. There is a uh, cool, like, Mexican uh, Spider-Man series where Gwen doesn't die. And she's lived on. The artist and I think just the writer really liked the Gwen character, and so she doesn't die. She gets married to Peter Parker. There's this whole other series. Oh, cool. Um, and... What I dis- I have come up with and decided over the years is, yes, it was a tragedy that Stanley didn't want to happen. Like, he did not mean for that to happen. But it was a bold choice made by the editor, I believe. It was either Aunt May die or Gwen Stacy. Okay. And which one was going to be a, a bigger catalyst for Spider-Man? And because at that point, superhero comics were safe. Yeah. Like, Lois Lane was going to be saved every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
none of none of these characters were really in deep trouble. And then Gwen Stacy dies. That just set a precedent that no not every character not, is safe. Not every character is safe and that that is a part of that villain. Green Goblin he stepped over that line. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mean I go, oh, Green Goblin's incredible. I want to be Green Goblin. <laughs> but it goes, Green Goblin is a compelling character mm-hmm. as a villain because of this one moment, it will change how Spider-Man interacts with him for yes. the rest of the time. He did something that blew a hole in the fabric yes. of, the, of the Spider-Man universe. Yes. And to me, that is a good villain. And it's, in, it's okay to like that. It's okay to look for that in villains. It's like, I I look for that. I want a villain who can be a villain. Someone who is going to make me hate them, but at the same time not hate them because of how much they made me hate them. That is Thanos. <laughs> like, what Thanos did, I don't glamorize. I do not glamorize who Thanos is. Yeah. I do not want to be Thanos. But the way that they you presented don't wanna, him... You don't want to relate to him. No, yeah. but the way they presented him, it was like, I hate everything you're doing, but you're, you're, you're charismatic, and your character is so thought out mm-hmm. that I, I am enjoying that I hate him. Right. And to me, that's a good. But once again, it's not glamorizing. Sometimes who he it's is. simple too, like T two T one thousand. Yeah, simple. Yeah, but he's relentless. Yeah, and he never stops. And no. it's like that's a good villain. Yeah, he's like, I, I mean, there's a, a lot of other good examples, and I really do like um, the more neutral, chaotic uh, bad guys. Like I would, I would say Predator falls into that category. Mm-hmm. He's not. It's not really a villain. Per se, like he's a hunter. The predator. The predator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a hunter. Yeah, and he's a bad guy to the characters who are the, playing the protagonists in yeah. that human story. They're bad yeah. guys to humans, <laughs> right? But um, it it serves a purpose. It's a little bit more unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I just don't understand the thing with like, oh, I side with the villains. Yeah. And the the ironic part is, I feel like a, a lot of people I know who who really love to side with villains, um, they're the same people I know who are calling out all the bad guys in the real world. Yes. And I'm like, so why do you want to identify with them? Yeah. It, it it's weird. And, and I'm not saying this is everyone. I'm just saying I know I know certain people yeah. who who want to relate to the villains in the story. Yeah. But like. In in real life, there are these people who are going to save the world. And yes. I, I, so why do you relate to villains and stories then? It's it's I don't know what what really made me think about this uh, to boil it down, and then it's probably going to be the last thing I say. Uh, I remember a comic way back um, during the Orlando shootings mm-hmm. at the the gay club, uh, and it was this. Uh, it was a DC comic. That was made of like supporting, loving, kind of like we're against violence. We're all standing united. Um, it was a really cool idea, and until I got to, there was a part with Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. First of all, his name is Deathstroke. Uh, <laughs> he sees the news and he throws away his guns. 
And I went, what? Why? What? Deathstroke has tried to kill children. He has tried to kill teenagers. Mm-hmm. He is not a man who would read this in the newspaper and go, I need to throw away this. Like He's not a compassionate person. No. I, and to me, to me, that's where it starts. It's just like that small glamorization of like, yeah. oh, no, they, they really are good people. And it's like you want them to be good people, but you have written them to be horrible human beings. Like they can have you, committed atrocities. Can you atrocities. explain this again to me? What, what did Deathstroke see that? He's the or- Orlando shooting. Oh, like, oh, oh was, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Sorry, I got, I, like, I got kind of. It's like this man probably got all his guns off the black market. They're not legal. Uh, he gets paid to murder people. Yeah, he's an assassinator. Uh, he's an assassinator. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't understand. Like, I just didn't understand it. Like, that wouldn't happen. And it's. It's actually laughable. Yes. That's it's delusional. That's <laughs> it's, really it's delusional. delusional, and I think that's really what it is. This glamorization of villains is delusional. Of you do not understand what this character actually is. You know what it is. So he. So here. Here's what that is. That is political virtue signaling. Yes. In comics. Yeah. You're taking a villain who we all know is very. Um, hardened mm-hmm. in the heart, yes, and is a homicidal lunatic. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, "Oh, but this thing over here is so terrible that even this guy would hate that." Yeah, no, th- that's right where he belongs. He, he wouldn't even care about. He that. wouldn't care. No, he wouldn't empathize. But it's it's this it's like virtue signaling. It's trying to say, but here's where the line is drawn. Yeah. And it's like no for for these for these types of characters, they do because here's the thing. I just want to say this: like comic book characters, they do represent a fictional parallel to our reality. Yes. People people can argue all they want, but heroes, villains, it all is a it all is a mirror of of how we see the of world how, of of how our world is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I I don't see why it's so why it's so hard for people to grasp that villains really are that evil and that that's why they are who they are. Yeah, not because they're not they're not meant to be. Um, you're not meant to relate to them, or understand them, or want to be like them. That's not what they're there for. Yeah, or at least in my opinion, it isn't why they shouldn't. It, it at least in my opinion, it isn't why they should be there. Yeah. They should be there to represent a good character foil to make the story interesting so the main character, a.k.a. the hero, can grow. Yeah. And, and make and make you think about it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's that's so silly. No, I, yeah. That's so just delusional. Yeah. Oh, I agree. But. You okay there, Chris? <laughs> I That was a hell of a sigh. Uh, it was yeah. a yawn. Sorry. <laughs> I was yawning. <laughs> Uh, Not because you're boring, just because I'm super tired. Uh-huh. Yeah, which uh, I love you guys. We are actually pretty much. I that those are all my thoughts. Yeah, that's all my um, thoughts too. It's just something I had been thinking about. I wanted to talk about. I uh, wonder how many of my friends are gonna give me hell for this. <laughs> I was thinking that too. They're like, I like this villain. It's like, no, 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 no. Once again, it's not about liking the villain. It's it's the glamorization of 
of that. But, uh, you know, we hope you hear us out, uh, see where we're coming from. Um, yeah. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Sure. Um, not related to villains necessarily. And That's you might fine. have talked about this when That's I fine. had to walk out. But did you guys see or talk about the uh, Shazam trailer? Is there a new one? Uh, I don't know. I just recently saw one. The one where he's like, I'm a superhero. Honestly. We watched one. Yeah, we, we've talked about the Shazam trailer. Oh, man. Okay. What did you think? Because for someone who's like not into that. Yeah. I thought it looked really stupid. Uh, I have a problem with his suit. Um, to me, it's it's just campy and fun, which is what Shazam is. So, I'm 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 iffy on it. Let me ask you what you thought was stupid in particular. Where where was the root of the stupidity? It for just you? felt corny from the get go. And I remember me and my roommate were sitting on the couch, and we mm-hmm. both just looked at each other and were like, "I think DC needs to phone it in for a while." But Shazam is a little bit cornier than yeah. a lot of other superheroes. Okay, it's because he is a child in a man's body. I did not pick up on that. Oh, you didn't? No, I did not. Oh, oh, that, oh there so you, you, go. you? How did? Did you? I'm confused. <laughs> I think. Uh, I, did you watch a TV spot? Maybe it was. It was okay. on TV. So what Shazam is is he's Billy Baxton, and he's like 13 or 14 years old. Uh, and there's this wizard whose name is Shazam who granted him powers. Who grants him powers, and when he says the words Shazam, he he transforms into a man, a superhero. But he is still a he's still Billy Baxton. So like he still has the mentality of a of a 13, 14 year old. Huh. Yeah. That is Captain or and that was the original Captain Marvel. Like that is his name. So him acting yeah. all juvenile, I thought is intentional. That's and it, yeah. on purpose. And when he's all like he is making those like middle school jokes, it's because he is a middle schooler. Got it. Yeah. Um, I do prefer the old school Shazam where he where his personality changes when yes. he when he becomes Shazam yeah. and Billy Batson can just be the kid. Yeah. Um but whatever. I mean I, I'm excited for the movie, but that's why I was afraid of them running with that incarnation of Shazam for too long. That's the Jeff Jones one, isn't it? Um, I did I did love that trade. I read the first volume yeah. of Shazam. Because I know Jones that wrote. the in the Young Justice, Shazam is like a... Like, he wants to hang out with the team uh-huh. because they're yeah. teenagers. Yeah. And he doesn't like hanging out with... The, and then, like, it's a question of, like... Should Shazam be on the Justice League because he is a teenager? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But he looks like a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, it and, is weird. And, he, and he's, he's very smart. Yeah, because he does have the wisdom of Solomon. Yep. Uh, which is the S in his name. But. The. So the adult version of him does, or. Yes. When he's the superhero, he retains the. Um, the mindset of, of a middle of schooler, if that makes sense. Yeah, but he knows things. Yeah, he is he's still Billy Batson. Like he just knows more. It's he weird. Just, like yeah. like he, he's gonna he's gonna say off the wall fourteen year old stuff, but he's also going to know more because that's part of the Shazam uh skill or skill set. Power set, I guess. Yeah. His name is an acronym for powers. Uh I can't remember 
It's like all of them, but it's like stamina of Atlas is one of them. Strength of Hercules, um, speed of Mercury. Mm-hmm. Ah, um, uh, those are all out of order too. I can't remember all of them. Um, power of Zeus. Pretty sure the Z is Zeus. Power of Zeus. Yeah. Achilles, I think is one. Wh- which one was it? What? What? What of Achilles though? When it, I don't know. Something. Uh, the, they're they're all like Greek or yeah yeah. And I'm, then the S is the wisdom of Solomon. Interesting. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Um, the usage of that so character, wisdom uh, of Solomon. The usage how, of that character in the comic book Kingdom Come is incredible. Yes, when he come when he comes in, well, Kingdom Come is incredible. The whole thing is incredible. When when Shazam comes in, and and he's being used mm-hmm. by Lex to stop Superman. Holy crow! Because Shazam was always the one guy. The the one superhero in the DC universe who could screw Superman up because they are really close in strength and and powers, but uh, unlike Superman, who is more science fiction, he's an alien. Shazam, his power is rooted in magic, which means that his uh, magic abilities can wound Superman um, in ways that other non magic uh, strength based characters can't injure Superman. Yeah, because uh, for those who do not know, uh, other than kryptonite items, magic is one of Superman's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a really cool scene in uh, Kingdom Come also where Superman is looking through uh, some of uh, Wonder Woman's weapons, and he cuts himself on a sword of hers that was blessed by some uh, Amazon uh, warrior, and it was blessed with magic. Mm-hmm. And and like he just he just casually picks it up and runs his finger over the blade and cuts his finger. Pretty cool. But he's only as vulnerable to magic as we would be. Courage of Achilles. Courage of go. Achilles. Okay. It's the wisdom of Solomon, strength of Hercules, stamina of Atlas, power of Zeus, courage of Achilles, and speed of Mercury. Yep. 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 Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So, like, I am mixed on it. Like, it does look campy. It could be really bad. But there, there is a campiness that comes with the Shazam character. Like, if it was all serious, I would, I would be hesitant to enjoy this movie. Yeah, I'd be worried. Yeah. Mm. It could yeah. go either way. Like, the movie could be a turd. Yeah. But you wouldn't want it to be serious. Yeah, you want it to be some. You you want it to be somewhat spontaneous and fun. Yeah, could be bad though. Could be bad. I'm not holding my breath for any superhero movie. I just want to say that. And Except it's for not, Endgame. Yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> Evil, uh, but dude, nothing is. Nothing's untouchable. It's true. They could mess that movie up too. I know. I don't want them to. I know. But I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just thinking practically here. I, I love mean, how they've been marketing it, though. Like they've shown us nothing. And oh, I know. I love it so much. Yeah, it's a brilliant. That it's has br- been, yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. Well, it's a fun episode, guys. Thank you. We will see you later. Catch you on the flip side, Burskies. And also, I just, I, we we said some things today that I hope 
people aren't too put off by. No, we just needed to say. We, they just, they just, they needed to be said. We just needed to say. Well, see you later. <laughs> Take care.